the universe has spoken. Okay, so I guess the universe, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, kind of like give it more credit this time than normally I would have in my yesteryear days of growing in life. With that said, what I mean is I'm going to allow myself the chance to internally grow. I guess externally bloom internally if I grow doesn't that mean that growing involves into a process or a process of you know um, herbs and urbanomics in nature if you will for lack of scientific terms herbatology so nothing can actually grow without some type of opening an opening would be um blooming would be to go open to grow into a bigger outer expansive channel of one's own wisdom or self or self explanatory ray <laughs> all in a good way you know sometimes yeah it does sound kind of scary when you know um, when one thinks of that I'm going to actually explore myself whoa I mean I get it aren't I a little old on the you know scale of life to be you know talking like things like life and magic and intuition and energy and atoms and beings and subjects and objects and attainments, atonements and embitterments and empowerment. I mean, shouldn't I be a lot, or should I have been a lot more younger and studious in this area of my life is the question. And I know a lot of us may question that. I know myself, you know, have sometimes felt like a fool because I went bouts and round and rounds with you know the basics and the simplest questions of life it seems like I did before and that's why I'm here to um, tell everybody that what you are going through and your emotion at this time whatever happened to cause that emotion whether you put yourself in the forethought or not no matter what you're going through in time right now is very real and you are very real and what you're experiencing is not a high drama or traumatic type of you know energetic chaotic emotion that that's what we are not here to adhere to we are here to adhere to life's most difficult times and due processes we are here because if anyone out there who is listening to me right now has ever felt an iota of pain in their life 
then one might understand what I'm speaking of and about. And pain that comes on any and every level for any age, in any experience, in any education, or any powerhouse. Every single thing and person on this planet has experienced that thing, right? And I'm here to say that pain is normal. And there's a lot of people out there that they're out there, but there, sorry. I'm going to twist my tongue into a, a rubber band now. Anyways, there's a lot of folk out there that actually believe that if we have pain in our lives, then something's wrong. Something's amiss. Something's, you know, um, in the gray area. Something's not right. Something is, you know, mindfully illegal. And it's like, hey, look. I, I, all I know is that there's a lot more people on this planet that are out in pain out there than there are people that are not. And it's it doesn't make you an abnormal person because you feel pain. Um, it makes somebody an abnormal person if they don't feel pain. See what I'm saying? That's an abnormality that we don't want to wish ourselves on or into where you don't feel any pain, right? Because how can somebody teach about the knowledge of the foothold and mental depravity and physical, um, you know, ill congruence and non-cohesive mentalities? How can anybody speak of these things if they don't know what pain is? Now those things that I just spoke about, those those uh, abnormalities in life of pain actually are real and true, true and they do exist, unfortunately. But unfortunately for the people who don't believe that pain is a due process of learning. Um, let's put it this way. Whenever you have a serious pain and you go to somebody who's close to you and all of a sudden they're not understanding you the way you thought they would or they're not understanding you the way they used to get you or they're not acting the way they used to be when you could come to them with your sorrows or troubles. When they're acting differently like that then um, it's time to pull back the rain pain, you know, the rains of pain, rain pain, I call it. And it's time to take a look into who is laying down the tracks for this part of life. And do you rather wish to keep going there to that one, you know, type of situation where you can relax and tell somebody your problem and they accept you, they ingratiate you with their uh, thoughts of, hey, I'm, look here, I'm here for you, brother, I'm here for you, sister, I'm here for you, friend, I'm here for you, family member, I'm here for you, bestie, I'm here for you, soul, I'm, whoever or whatever you are connected to that is not bad or damaging or harassing or... Um, deteriorating to you in your life then that's who you want to try to make and it's all cool who said that baby steps were only for infants and growing children only 
you know, I mean, you know, if you ask me, baby steps are a necessity to life on everything possibly good. How's that? That sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? So, sorry, I know, I know. I just read this thing on LinkedIn. They're such snobs over there, but they're cool. They're cool because they're letting me, like, (laughs) nobody kick it with them. You know what I'm saying? The the intellects. You know, they're letting me kick it with them, you know, because they're all, like, freaking, you know, way super-duper powerful and rich and educated. You know what I'm saying? LinkedIn's for the snobs. But they're letting me co-kick it on their platform. So it's really super cool. So what was I telling you? It was pretty cute. Um, Something that, oh, yeah, on LinkedIn they said, I, I did a potty on it the other night, but I think I said Twitter. I'm not sure if I said LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is the real truth. LinkedIn said that the, the number one thing that listeners can't stand when podcasters do or what they do. And they said, and we're going to name down that list. And one of them was, um, <laughs> I think they said, Drinking or eating food while doing a podcast. And and then they said, um, they say, they said, um, I can't remember. It must have not been that. I must have not qualified for all the areas I thought I did. And then some. So what now, brown cow? You know? Take life by his horns and bully. Bully your way through like a mother. <laughs> like a mother. You know what I'm saying? Just just go with it. Just go with the shit. Why not? The bull's gonna knock us down anyways and hurt us and jab us and stab us. We're good. You get it? We got it. But only this time, let's give the bull a dance. Charmaine, you know what I'm saying, Trissa May? Let's ride the bull like we own that shit, like the cowboys do. You know what I'm saying? When they do the bullfighting, or bull, excuse me, the bull riding contest here in the United States and around the world, I hear, I'm like, I don't even want to know what the stats are around the world because those guys probably never even heard of a helmet. You know what I'm saying? That, that's super cool. So anyways, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually doing one of the cardinal sins of podcasting, right? I'm making noise while I'm talking. Oh yeah, because it's going to get worse than that. I'm doing another cardinal sin after that in podcasting. I'm opening up my ice cream cone, my drumstick. Okay, now I'm going to eat while live on the air. And this is the second cardinal sin that listeners hate podcasters to do. This. Mm-hmm. Or. Or drinking. <laughs> bullet. Mm-hmm. I just took a drink of water. So now I'm going to continue my podcast. And what was so hard about all that? She's. Hey, Mikey. He likes it. Okay, bro. Those of you around the world who don't know what I'm saying, and the younger generation of my um, part of the planet, there used to be a, a commercial. Back in the 70s, we have to remember that TV was quite new. Commercials were, were quite new. 
And, um, so anyways, and they were, like, depending on what era, you know, or age, then, uh, depends on what type of commercial class that you're gonna get, right? So anyways, this one was, it was, uh, called, um, Life Cereal. They called it Life. L-I-F-E. L is in Lima. I is in idiosyncrasies. Uh, F as in Foxtrot. E as in Echo. L-I-F-E. They had a cereal. A cereal is something that comes in a box that you can go buy at the store and you put milk in it. Some people, if you can't afford milk, they put water in it. Hell, my cousins put water in it when we were growing up because they, they didn't have milk at times, so. It's gross. Gross to me. I said gross, but I had a mouthful of ice cream. It's gross, but you got to do what you got to do in order to survive in certain times. And so I see that's why my cousin, you know, did that. You know, he wanted to feel normal. And... Since he had half of the uh, situation that he could make normal, he utilized that to the best of his advantage. So he had cereal, which is abnormal because you, you know, had to be rich to have cereal back here in the United States in the 70s. Cereal was freaking like an arm and half a leg worth. That's how expensive cereal used to be here. It was crazy. And I don't care what people say, but when you were living at the the uh, mediocre line, even even when we were, you know, when my mother was married to my stepdad, and, you know, for one, you know, nine months out of the, you know, our whole life, it was nice. Um, stuff was way out of price. It was out of, it was just proportions so freaking crazy. That, yeah, no wonder you thought we had to be, like, millionaires just to live in the United States. You know, because, yeah, you did. I mean, shit, they were, like, taxing us and and gouging us like freaking pigs, man. We were up for the freaking slaughter. And it was all about, okay, who's going to go next? What family? You know, it was super-duper freaking expensive. Like, to have a telephone line in your home? Oh, shit. Um... In the 70s, but it was it was weird. And if you saw somebody spending an exorbitant amount of time on the telephone line, that was really trippy, really truly trippy. And you thought they were gazillionaires because to have a telephone in your house back in the 70s here in the United States meant a sign of uh, status of you know well or up to do rich people, you know. Because it was so damn expensive. Like, each, like just to keep the phone line open. Like, to pick up... Open means pick up the phone off of the main part. The receiver. It's called the receiver. Pick up the phone. As soon as you picked up the phone back in those days, the money clock, it was like an evil cab in New York City. As soon as you pick up that receiver line, I mean, seconds, milliseconds. It was just a... They started rolling. Super, I mean, you have to know, you had to know, you got to know who you're going to call. You got to make that shit fast, and you better make what you got to say direct. And it better be a GD emergency. That's all, you know, other people are saying. If they can, you know what I'm saying? So, when you saw people just, 
la-dee-da-dee talking on the phone like back in the 70s and stuff. It wasn't like we all could afford that. It was uh, the lines that were connected to the phone lines and to our homes were raw. uh, It was raw wires. It was just freaking, it was really harsh. It was like Neanderthal type setup um, in terms of no luxury, no privacy, and um, easy access to, to anything you want. You, you could you could um, crack all kinds of codes if you mastered cracking the code of the regular, you know, telephone system. You, you could do anything, <laughs> you know, and at a thumb's distance. <laughs> and bless her heart, even while she was on restriction. Well, yeah. Isn't that the best time that I normally or you normally work is when you're under like intense pressure, stress, boredom, or freedom? Now, I say, which of those would you want to take away in the life of somebody's boredom, of constant discipline? That's life. That's why I'm saying everybody should let everybody else live. Everyone should just know that we're in a constant, perpetual state of motion of emotions, of a elongated, very, very wide range of energies that are, oh, I'd like to say misfiring. And, you know, it's good to misfire. I know. You don't want to shoot that, that chaotic stutterings of, of imbalance towards another person, let alone it hits a freaking wall and it boomerangs back to us or me, you know? Or or him or her or, me, or you. That's not what we're here. We're not here for the recidivism rate of prison in the, in the 80s. We're not here for that, okay? I'm not here for that. and I'm not going to stand for it or buy it. And I'm going to just expose all of that stupid BS for everyone on this planet to let you know you are completely normal what you feel if something happened to you you know that made your that rocked your world the thing that's really important to gauge here is the fact that if it weren't for you there wouldn't be me that's just how utterly important you are to my success if it weren't for you I wouldn't be me if it weren't for you I wouldn't be here that's cool you know I'm gonna be honest and say sometimes it didn't feel cool because you know we all have to go through the hate or pain or angst or you know um disqualified feelings for ourselves and others. Otherwise, we won't learn to ingratiate indifference. That's that's like the main reason why I came down here on this planet. You know, I you know, when I was born, I felt like my uh, existence on this planet is to let people know that they are worth taking the time for, they are worth loving, they are worth being, they are worth living and breathing, they are worth creation, they are worth evolution, they are worth repetitiveness, they are worth 
you know, um, trustworthy types of, um, honest, genuine deals. Every single person, even though they haven't shown it yet, who's to say they haven't shown it, but yet not in our presence? You know, you really don't. And even if they thought about something good for the first time, for two seconds, the other day, their whole life, or they saw, or smelt, or felt something pure in their life. I mean, wouldn't that be cool if we could feel like that all the time we encountered one another? But, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are like being naysayers about that. You know what? So what? Because their naysaying adds a beautiful blend of colors and mixtures and intelligence and advice and culture and respect and understanding and forgiveness and hopefulness and happiness everything that they have even though I don't even know what it is that they possess they are an intricate part and an important and and a pertinent slice of I guess I guess I'll say humanism or they are a very important um, energy you are we are I am to the human race my things I love the things that I worship the things I don't worship the things I don't understand the things I want to understand that's cool could you imagine it's like hit and miss with humans when you're like um making a, a drawing okay you've got like a this like you've got a story but now you just need some art so you um, want to make maybe a drawing for you know the cover art of what you're the story right well you know kind of like what the story is about the story is about reliving uh, humanity the right way okay you can't say about living because living is I believe is from the derivative of the word one and it, it's single it's singular it's it's not it's just one that's where the whole initiation process would have to start is from one single atom one single energy being one single verbiage one single dot you know one single Explosion or connection, nexus, links, you know, anything like that. Everything starts from the number one. You know, zero was, it's the, the placeholder, but zero was the thought. Zero transmuted and evolved into, because it moved, the thought moves. Your thinking moves. It doesn't just stay there one spot and look at the wall and I think this all the time and I'm not I'm not gonna think about anything else because I'm a thought. No. That's what's bitching about energy is when you think of something you have to go on different thought uh, processes and, and uh, levels and uh, journeys. Like if you think, okay, uh, I need to go to the store and get um, a head of lettuce. I need to go to the store and get me some bread. Okay. Um, how am I going to get to the store? Do I have enough money to get lettuce and bread? Or if I go to another store, 
um, can I get milk too? So your thoughts are all over no matter how simple we think they are or we don't think they are. They are our thoughts are extremely um, vibrant and very alive. The thing about our thoughts is if we can learn to protect our thoughts, if you will, per se, um, from other harmful elements, then by George, I think we got it, you know? And really all that is, is just ensuring that you don't forget to buy a hat of insurance to place on top that beautiful brain that you have. Because first the brain, then the, the, the heart. In that order. In other words, you can't have a thought without the intelligence first. It has to be able to, to uh, work as clean as any mechanical engine can. And even, even those of us who are, or those of you out there who are the most intelligent on this planet and educated VDOC society in NASA and CIA and FBI, even those people in LinkedIn <laughs> actually have all had thunderous, crashing, or murderous thoughts. And that sucks, because that makes it sound like we're so evil and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Everybody has a thought like that's murderous or a cantankerous to our soul. Everyone. I don't care who you are, who they are, who I am, who I was, and fro I'm going. It just depends on what you like to kill in your mind. <laughs> bada ping, bada boom. With that said, any oh, oh okay, wait, hold on. You know what I'm gonna do right here, right, right here, right now. And talking since we're speaking on such a you know, a horrific subject. I am actually going to, and I'm going to turn on the light here to grace the presence and spray some alcohol whipped cream on my ice cream cone. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And now I'm going to take a picture for you guys, and I'm going to... Okay, yeah, maybe I'm in my vehicle. Okay, yeah. Okay. The smoke in the background is my incense. Let's see. Mmm. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, it looks like a tongue, huh? It's like a fucking dog's or... Oh. It looks like a dog's tongue or, um... That's cool. It looks like a little fucking person. Look at the little eyes. And you see the smoke billowing in between the eyes, going down the bridge of the nose, going down. And for some reason, it's got like a big tongue. So, is that what's going into me? My goodness. You know, who needs kryptonite? 
Anyways, oh, do you want me to? Uh, you know what? I, I wish I could do side by side stuff. How would I do that? I don't know how to do that. That would be super killer. Oh, it looks like a St. Bernard dog. That's beautiful. Yeah, it does. That's fucking cool. Excuse me. Freaking bitching. Oh. I've got um, alcoholic whipped cream. Melting. Ooh, in front of me. Look at, there's my, my uh, St. Bernard. Hey, you know what? I'm a firm believer in the spirit world. So, that said, I'm really going to have to check out what it means when your spirit animal is a St. Bernard and comes to visit you in the form of ice cream. Of ice cream, uh, alcoholic whipped cream on top of regular ice cream. That's pretty cool. Okay, well, let's take the message, the symbol of the dog right now, okay? Um... The dog is not uh, over-assuming or um, does not appear angry or discontorted, you know, in any way. The dog seems uh, to be in a gentle mood. Um, it's being in its own state. You know, um, hold on, I got my ice cream. <laughs> had my ice cream in my mouth. And the dog's tongue is quite healthy and pink, so it's a good sign that it's a healthy dog that came to visit me in the spirit world, which is cool. Um, and there's a halo. I mean, is that a halo above that dog or what? That's really bitching. And the thing is, I'm controlling it because that's my finger right there holding it, right? Everything's in control. The only thing that I want to let fluent in my life, this is kind of like a scenario, is anything that flows that can go towards a human or a door or a window. And that smoke around that in that picture shows that I have an incense stick lit right now. And I'm just like letting it flow through my nostrils to my third eye in my lungs if it's making me wheeze or um, whatever. I want to feel the feeling that this smoke is giving off to me because it's a form of energy. Mm-hmm. We can take all kinds of energy and make it go to work for ourselves. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a little lady hiding in, like, plastic snot, too. Wow. Well, she's cool, but I'm sorry you're in snot, so... Hmm. Maybe that's saying that some part of my subconscious is, you know, trying to come out from beneath all the snot and slime that I've been living in and be a better person. It looks like directly behind the chick in her nose is connected to snot. Looks like uh, there's... What do they call those animals in the jungle? Um, I think a sloth? Yeah. Yeah, and a pissed off sloth at that, right? Okay, so... Hmm... I'm just trying to analyze... Oh, those lights can also symbolize a mouth, but the mouth looks quite healthy too, with smoke. 
You see, sometimes when we have things to say to people, it can come off into different forms of light and, and, um, and energy. Oh, I just saw like a freaking, looks like a pterodactyl in the smoke. Mm-hmm. As you see how the, the light curves to the right. Hmm, let me see. Um, I guess about the six, six o'clock position on the clock, if you come straight down, you'll see a thin white piece of smoke, but it's shaped like a, a pterodactyl's second part of his arm, his wing. If you follow that thin line back up towards the teeth and make right before you get to the about five point, almost like six o'clock position on the clock, it takes a sharp turn downward, just like a pterodactyl, but it goes out, it goes wide into the body. And it looks like he's like in mid-flight with his other wing, and then you can see the form of his body, but he doesn't have the, the jaw structure or uh, crow or the beak yet because it's still in formation. So that's what I'm saying. I'm still a pterodactyl growing. <laughs> But that's cool. Anyways, um, the universe has spoke, and um, uh, it looks like um, we're all here to save the planet, which is cool because actually, this is the first time the universe has wanted humans to actually do this part, and it's really beautiful because. Like, I'm, I'm still kind of like, huh? <laughs> oh, which way did he go? Which way did he go? I'm still like that, you know? In terms of still growing and learning things in life and, and all things and love and forgiveness and all that shazam. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm still... Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of like the unformed pterodactyl, you know, partisan of energy, if you will. It's pure white, it's in flight, but it's in non-formation. And trust me, people, that's the type of, of uh, stage and situation you want to be when you are growing. Yeah, pliable form, you know, unmasked beauty. That's what your energy is. Okay, so I just wanted to say it looks like I'm going to be here. For the long run. Oh, yeah. And my uh, guardian angels told me today. Hey, Jen. Forget about trying to, you know, tone it down for everybody. Because, you know, you, you're thinking that, you know what? Nobody, they won't like me for who I am. Forget about trying to act like something for somebody who doesn't care about your light in the first place. Because... I guarantee there's a lot more people who understand where you're coming from than the naysayers. And it's okay to have naysayers. They're beautiful too. They really are. They're intricate to our growing and our survival. We're, we are all awesome. But one's just more awesome than the other. And you know what? With that said, how can you over overachieve your awesomeness of being so awesome just in that light? That means that every single quality you are is more awesome than that the last quality. 
Then the last, okay, well, your name, the day you were born, you know, the time you were born, what color you are, what, what language you're going to speak, what food you like, you know, what kind of scientist are you going to be, what kind of a farmer are you going to be, you know, what kind of a, you know, a, a machinist are you going to be, what kind of mechanic, uh, alchemist, what kind of, what kind of magic say you within ye heart of hearts, das awesome. You're awesome. And I, my ice cream is awesome for not spilling all over me. And I'm like pointing it at the phone like, you're awesome. <laughs> awesome sauce. Sayonara for now. Okay, so I had to get back on here and explain that commercial. Hey, Mikey. He likes it. He likes it. Anyways, in the 70s, there was a commercial. This little boy, I guess his name is Mikey. And um, I guess he was real finicky on the food he ate. That means he was real super picky. He didn't like this. He didn't like, he hardly ate anything. So the first time this little boy Mikey tasted this cereal called Life, um, <clears throat> his big brother yelled, hey Mikey, he likes it. <clears throat> and that saying just was, it got on my nerves so bad that the, um, the media companies who wanted to establish, if you could remember the slogan of their company in your head within your walls of your home, your personal space, then they've achieved, um, they've achieved, they've, they have achieved success because it's a saying of a brand that you don't forget, or even if you hate it, they like it because it, you'll remember when you're out and about sometimes subconsciously or cognitively. So yeah, it's pretty neat. But anyways, there's a commercial. And it was called that. I don't even know why I'm talking about that commercial. Oh, I was talking about the commercials in the 70s. Yeah, that's right. And um, that one um, stuck out in my mind. It was for, the, I, I probably am totally wrong on the name of the serial too. But I could have swore it was life. But maybe that's just how I perceived things. You know, um, everything pertained to life to me as a little kid. So, okay. Um, I guess there's no schools for babblers here. <laughs>